0: This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from the work they do so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it, it is possible. This show features interviews with people who've already created success in their lives and businesses and stories about everyday people living extraordinary lives. It's time for you to add value. I can't wait for you guys to meet my guest today, Marta. Marta Spurk is a wife, triplet mom, podcaster, empowerment coach, and marketing strategist. She helps women to move past perfectionism, imposter syndrome, and comparison and into visibility, credibility, and profit. She does that with her five-step process called Engage to Serve. Her podcast, The Empowered Woman, has over 80,000 downloads, The Empowered Woman school membership and workshops. And I'm excited to call her friend. So let's get started. Well, Marta, I'm so excited. Thank you for joining me today. And I just look forward to hearing more about your business and your success path and the way things have been working for you. And so thanks for uh, being willing to come on today.
1: Of course, I said, don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you invited me and I booked it right away. So super excited to chat.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, I know that uh, I think your big piece is your Empowered Women's School. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes. So I decided to start a membership as part of my coaching business late 2019. And my vision for that with you know it being called the Empowered Women's School was really to empower women. And the focus was personal growth to begin with and after a few months in, I realized that I really wanted to focus on women entrepreneurs and helping them with this empowerment to let their story be heard and understand that their, their story, their mission, their business uh, is valuable. It matters and really helping them with the confidence piece uh, because everything happens kind of like at the same time, it's, it's hard. It's kind of chicken and the egg type thing is, you know, you're not confident when you start doing it, confidence comes. And then you feel like you don't know what you're doing and then you keep doing it. And then the confidence keeps coming. So that's, you know, the, the empower, the empowered path. And a lot of it for me has been seeing how I can, see the best in these women when they don't see it themselves and helping them borrow the confidence that i have in them and the belief that i have in them until they can actually do it themselves comes all the way around and it helps me continue to empower myself and see that what i'm doing is making a difference so it's really you know a give and take and everything benefits from the whole thing and Especially last year, with me taking this direction and focusing on entrepreneurs is when I started getting lots of questions about time management and how I get organized with doing so much that people see Martha how you do so much uh, with you know being a triplet mom to five uh, to five year olds so three five year olds, small kids, and still finding the time and actually with having more limited time during the pandemic, I actually got more focused and uh, built more momentum and grew even more because I didn't have as much time for the distractions, right? That we as entrepreneurs um, are very tempted by (laughs) on a daily basis. And so I had to keep it simple. I had to keep it um, very focused. And then I started noticing that there was somewhat of a method to the madness of building a business as a triplet mom. And I started sharing a little bit more on marketing and it really came to me that what I'm doing is empowerment. Marketing is helping is it's empowering women. And I know lots of men are empowered by my content too. uh, empowering women to continue doing their work and finding their purpose and fulfilling their purpose. But also teaching them how to put out content that does the same for their audience. So it's again a, a cycle, right? I am empowering you and telling you, hey, you have something special. Don't just sit on it. Put it out into the world. And on the same hand, saying, do the same with your audience. And regardless, you know, of what niche you are and what you where you're teaching, is empowering your audience because. In terms of marketing there are several different ways of going about it several different methodologies and there is kind of the old-fashioned let's focus on the pain points let's make them feel like if they don't hire me if they don't buy my package they're going to die their life is going to end they're not going to make it (laughs) and then you know people invest and it works and then i started noticing that i would much rather how people see that they already have what it takes that I am not creating something new for them. I'm just literally facilitating the breakthrough of them seeing that they've had it. They've had what it takes all along. Cause that's has been my journey has been mentors telling me, Marjo, you got this. And I'm like, I don't got it. Clearly things are not going anywhere. And it was a matter of me seeing that things were going that I was, you know, growing and I was accomplishing And then it's just been me turning around and telling people the same thing that I have been told that has been helpful to me and teaching them how to do the same with their audience. And whatever it is that you're selling, it goes a lot farther if you say, hey, here are things you can start doing and you can start seeing change. But if you wanna move faster, if you want accountability, if you wanna have somewhere to go that you can ask questions and have answers, then that's worth something and you have to invest. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Absolutely, so you mentioned uh, your confidence, and and obviously that's a big piece that you're passing on to your clients. Yeah. But what switched? When when did that when did that switch for you? Obviously, you mentioned your triplets already being a, a mom of of three instantaneously, which I commend you for, because obviously. I had one kid at a time and it was, you know, it seemed like too much, but I think, right. uh, God gives us, God gives us what <laughs> the ability to handle what he puts in front of us. Right.
1: Right, so, Totally.
0: So let's talk about your confidence though. And, and the role that played in, in you getting started.
1: Yeah. So I've always seen myself. And I think people that have been around me growing up would say the same seen myself as a confident person, uh, self-assured I go after what I want. I'm not afraid of, you know, putting myself out there and at times even making a fool of myself, like not worried about it. I'm just go for it. And so I've always felt like I was confident and empowered until I had triplets and <laughs> started a business when they were nine months old. And I was like, wow, this is this is tough. Like I had never experienced um. To be honest, I'd never truly experienced failure before. The day that I learned I was carrying three babies was the day that everything fell apart for me emotionally because (laughs) I realized I wasn't in control anymore. And so, and that, you know, being an assertive person, being a confident person, uh, being a go getter is something to be praised and it's something great. And it's something people really admire, especially the people that struggle with that. But it is important to emphasize that that comes with the price, <laughs> with the price of wanting to control everything, wanting to be everywhere all the time. And it's such a beautiful paradox that I, you know, would be gifted with triplets to really get the point across that, Marta, you are not super, <laughs> which is funny, because people look at me, and they still think that I am <laughs> because of triplets. But with being in this very a harsh reality of I can't physically be there for three people at the same time or emotionally for that matter wow. was really that uh hard rude awakening of i'm a human i am flawed there's only so much that i can do and then you know the burden of responsibility mm-hmm. i'm not going to be able to control how they how my kids perceive me and then putting you know, myself and my mom's and my parents shoes, and all the resentment, all the things that I had felt for so many years, all of a sudden, everything (laughs) came crashing down, you know, it's like, they did the best that they could just the same as I am going to be doing the best that I can from here on out. And that is when so speaking back to I don't think I had really experienced failure before was because I always did so well in school, I always, you know, the parameters that I had so far in life allowed for me to always excel in everything. And here's the tricky part is that you would look at me and you would say, Marta, you're not failing. You're Mm -hmm. doing great. (laughs) But my perception was there is no way I can excel in this. It's an impossibility. No matter how hard I try, this is always going to be extremely, extremely, extremely hard. And then that's when I noticed that my concept and idea of success were based on the external world, what people were telling me, right? My grades, diplomas, you know, people saying that I was great or whatever it was, or even seeking that external validation from my parents, that approval. And then I started noticing that, It was just not going to fulfill me or it was never going to come, (laughs) you know, from it it was still going to continue coming because people admire me. But I started noticing the price, so to speak, of being a go getter is that you don't really accept failure or you don't understand that there will be a time where you won't be able to do things. And that doesn't mean that you're a failure, but in my head, it kind of did, you know? And so it's funny to me now when I meet with women or when I come across women that say, wow, I love the work that you do for the women that need it. And I resonate with this a lot. Like it used to kind of make me mad. because It's like, what do you mean? Everybody needs this. (laughs) All of us coaches say. (laughs) Exactly. And, and, uh, but then I started understanding that this is the very space that I used to live in a space of denial. Of thinking that there is nowhere else for me to go because I'm already empowered, right? I've heard so many women throughout these years of my business saying, I'm already empowered. I'm already empowered. Thanks, honey. But I'm already, already empowered. And I would get mad. But now it's almost like a, a sense of compassion because they are them. I was not the woman that was like, woe is me. I'm never going to amount to anything. I was the woman that was like, I'm going to make myself amount to something. Even if I have no resources, I will go for it and I will do it. Which again, it's a great attitude to have, but there will be times when there are circumstances that you can control. So what do you do? And it all started with the circumstances of triplets. There's nothing I could do. And then the mixed emotions of, but so does that mean I don't want these babies? So am I rejecting them already? Like, is it bad that I even think these thoughts, you know, that I didn't want this for me, that I was just happy with one, (laughs) you know? And so all of these conflicting ideas, thoughts, emotions started showing me, um, how I hadn't really lived through this portion of life. I, I just, it hadn't been my reality, you know? And that's something that even with my husband being on his own since he was 16, um, being on food stamps when he was growing up, like this is something that I did not experience. So at times, even our realities kind of clash because he says, you don't know what the real world is because you were sheltered for so long, but live it to life to really expose you in some capacity. So yeah, I didn't have those things growing up, but I did bear triplets. So there you (laughs) go. (laughs)
0: So I imagine the conversation with your husband is you no longer get any attention because now I'm distracted by these three kids I have to take care of.
1: Hundred <laughs> percent. He's the fourth. That's one of the things that one of my mentors says, you have to remember, Marta, he's been when when a, a baby comes in place, the man gets demoted. <laughs> the the husband gets demoted. In your husband's case, he got demoted <laughs> three spots. So it's that. <laughs>
0: The good the good news is you've got you've got 18 years to shift him back to the back to the first spot so
1: right well we're <laughs> something watching. to
0: look forward to <laughs> so so when did your when did your mindset shift about failure like understanding failure as a stepping stone and a growing opportunity rather than something that was this terrible thing like a bad grade or a or a
1: right.
0: you know disappointing your parents certainly those things happened but Obviously, rarely because you're such a superstar, but.
1: (laughs) Please, please don't feed the the monster. (laughs) That's what my husband says to me. I can't compliment you because your head's going to get too big. And I'm like, please.
0: That's awesome.
1: (laughs) Anyway, I think it's been layers and levels. Uh, It all started with, uh, you know, the news of triplets and then having them and then starting my business. I think starting my business is really what put me in this place of it's not rainbows and butterflies, it doesn't mean that it's not worth it. And it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Because oftentimes, if we think that it's hard, we think this is not the way that I'm supposed to be doing things, right? Or if it's too scary, this is not the path. And then I started seeing that that's exactly the path. And that's hard to say because everyone's reality is different. And I've been resentful even for mentors saying, you know, if it's scary, go ahead and do it. But you have to know it within yourself. And that's the hardest thing, I think, is that we are always looking for answers outside of ourselves. And we do need mentors. One of my favorite sayings is that you can't read the label from inside the bottle. So that's the whole like, best way of explaining why you need a coach, why you need a mentor is because you can't see past your own limitations, period. It has to be somebody from outside, right? And but on the same hand, they're not you. So they will guide you, but they're not doing things for you. The final say so is yours. And it's a tough spot to be in because it's easier, quote unquote, to have somebody tell you what to do, but we don't like having people tell us what to do. <laughs> Especially you know us strong, empowered women. So it's tough because um, I think entrepreneurship really brought that to light, is I'm going to find roadblocks And those are things to investigate, not to shy away from and to celebrate because nobody that ever did anything huge, had a, a, went smooth sailing, right? Had a, had a, had a smooth path. Um, They, you know, we hear this time and time again from accomplished people. I was told no several times I was rejected, blah, blah, blah. And it's just part of the path. And I think especially last year with being more centered because of the pandemic, That really helped me get to that space. I started seeing the experimentation of process of life and entrepreneurship and also motherhood, but in general terms, as what's fun. So instead of the unpredictability being what really scared me because I can't control it, now I've flipped the script and it's like, this is why it's fun. I don't know what's going to happen. (laughs) So I get to see what happens and then adjust and then change cool it's not going to be the end of me it's going to be another lesson under my belt
0: right that that there's two mindsets in there one recognizing that that there is no destination right like yeah. we're it's really about the journey and then recognizing that the journey is really scientific right you approach it scientifically yeah. and sometimes mm-hmm. whoa that didn't work let's try this mm-hmm. <laughs> well that didn't work let's try this and and making more and more educated guesses as you go like you know it's like trying to chase down the the, the Facebook algorithm, like
1: right.
0: <laughs> that's an experiment all in itself. It is. And and if you judged yourself based on your success rate, you know, you'd be like, oh, I'm done with business in the first month, right? Yeah. Oh <laughs>
1: because, yeah. Because
0: so the journey is helping people see that success is not a destination. It's it really it's a is. journey. And and being able to see your progress as, you know, you're you're moving forward even if you're making you know, did it wrong, Yeah, but the forward motion is still gives you the feedback that you need to make a different choice. Yes. And if you're not moving at all, there's no feedback. Exactly. So, that's it so powerful. It yeah. Is just, powerful in
1: action and, and moving along. And, and one last piece that I would add, it's really what's allowed me to increase my self-compassion and stop beating myself up so much, because when you're looking at failure as the end of the world, what is the first thing you do? You tell yourself that you're a horrible person, right? Why did you do that? <laughs> and then with me raising little kids that get frustrated when things don't work out on a such a small level, I I've been seeing that more and more like, oh my friend, you're going to go through this so many more times in life. Like this is nothing, you know? Um, and that's when it that's when it begins.
0: Absolutely. Well, and it's so exciting to be able to to know the things that you know that, that you weren't taught in school, that your parents yeah. didn't learn, that you'll be able to pass on to your kids, you know, the realities of of time and the realities of money and and how those can be controlled. Because yeah. those are elements that you're in total control of how you use your time and, and how you use yeah. your money. And and uh, so that's that's exciting, right? As a parent to be able to just, whoo, I can yeah. I can pour this into my children and and there'll be so much they'll be empowered.
1: Yes, they really will. That's the goal. They'll still,
0: they'll still pout, right? Oh,
1: <laughs> they're, yeah. still gonna
0: have, they're still gonna have breakdowns in the midst of that. So, so let's talk about connection and the value of connection in, in building your business.
1: Yeah, I mean, relationships have been everything. And that's another thing that I noticed I was very reluctant in the beginning. Um, and a lot of it was fear of criticism fear of being told that i wasn't doing what i was supposed to be doing or that there was a better way and now i see that this has been a common theme in, in my entire life and i see one of my sons with similar tendencies oh nice <laughs> of like i want i want to do it amazing but don't tell me how to do it <laughs> it's like you have to get it right the first time and then that's where the the beating yourself up comes in why didn't i know how to do this why wasn't i born knowing how to do this you know and i wow. see
0: that's a lot of
1: pressure. That's a lot of pressure, and I see my one of my five year olds already with that mindset. And at the same time, that it's tough. It's also a little bit relieving to know that it's just something he was born with, which is part of his gift or whatever it is that he's going to accomplish later on. And it gives me this reassurance of, I probably was like that <laughs> growing up, giving my parents such a hard time. But I'm going for it, right? And I'm inspiring people with this message, even being super stubborn and, and not really enjoying, enjoying failure. Uh, But for sure, I, I, have heard this from one of my mentors recently is that, you know, you grow so much faster when you're surrounded by a community because it's, it's word of mouth. It's people lifting you up. It's people supporting you, but it's you doing the same thing to them as well. It's a give and take, right? And when you're, In this space of wanting to be perfect and wanting to do things right all the time, there is not a whole lot of room for adding people to the network because you want to be the only star. That's what I started seeing in my, you know, in my limitations is that I refrained from uh, giving so much of myself in relationships because I was afraid they would take my spot. But then the more I started understanding from the experimentation and leaning into who I am, I started seeing there is no competition. I have been the infamous biggest competition because I've been I've been holding myself back by thinking people would not accept me if I made a mistake. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) And the reality is when people see that you make mistakes and that you're not perfect, they love you more because you are more approachable. You are more of a human right? You're not this idol on a pedestal that can do no wrong. And so everyone's, you know, it it levels the playing field. Everyone is starting from similar positions just by being human. And that is really comforting. And that's when I think a lot of the growth came in for me, especially last year, was because I started understanding how not only I could benefit, but I could leverage community. And I think I started from the leveraging point (laughs) just because I'm so competitive but hey it's okay it got me it got me where I I had to be which was building stronger relationships and now what I see is that I love creating communities as well it's not just being a part of other places and you know just being one in the crowd which is very hard for me because I always want to stand out (laughs) so what did I do I created my own community, which is my membership and, you know, everything that I do, but the difference is I'm creating this space for other women to shine. And that turns out is a lot more fulfilling than just me shining on my own.
0: Oh, absolutely. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you mentioned, you mentioned (laughs) uh, competition and and, and eliminating that competition. I think of wall Steve waddles and he just talks about how, you know, Competition mindset just stops the flow and and stops abundance and stops. I mean, it's it's part of those limiting beliefs. Yeah. And then and then it stops creativity. And so now that you've you've stopped or slowed down <laughs> yet competitiveness inside you, how how has that helped your creativity?
1: Oh my gosh! I think it's really and that's interesting that you say that. I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, but I think in thinking of different ways that I can support other women to see their own value, because that's what I've been working on is to see my own value. But if I can help people along this journey so that they can see themselves um, and while the while making a business out of it, right. And growing as an entrepreneur myself and understanding my worth that what I'm facilitating and what I'm helping people with is worth something. It's not just a free service, (laughs) Um, has really been where my creativity has um, sprung. I think because it's having that end in mind, and that's something that I don't think I had a full vision. And a lot of it has to do with this resistance that I had in allowing you know people to to, to help me with this. Um, just from the pers- perspective that I needed to have everything figured out from the get go, which now I know is not true, um, but. Okay. Thinking of different ways of reaching these women and creating opportunities for them, because I know it's helpful for them, but it's also helpful for me and impactful all around, has definitely come from eliminating this competitive edge and instead thinking about collaboration and um, support.
0: Nice. What a great place to be.
1: Yes, definitely. A much better place.
0: (laughs) Now you got to tell your mom, look, mom, (laughs) I know how to do it now. I'd be a really good daughter now.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) No. And that's one of the things too, is that my mom has been super supportive, uh, with my business, with, you know, doing all of these things. And that was one of my concerns venturing out was, you know, what, what is she going to think? And really I have not had any resistance and all but support from her, resistance has come in, in other ways and in other areas.
0: <laughs> so obviously you mentioned mentors quite a bit. And so I won't necessarily, unless you, you have something else to share about the value of mentors or the power that of mentoring for yourself and for those that you serve.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of touched on it before, but it's really having somebody with a bird's eye view, with more experience. And the whole reason why for us, for those of us who are in the coaching space, if you are genuinely wanting to help someone with your work, then you have to be walking the talk and you have to have somebody that is there to support you. And one of the other things uh, to add on to the community and collaboration is understanding that even your clients can be your, your mentors. That's a wild concept that has come about for me in the last year is the more I am lifting other people up I have to put my money where my mouth is right and Absolutely. invest in my clients invest in in peers in other people that are you know maybe just um other entrepreneurs in, the, in in the space that I don't necessarily see as mentors but if there's something that they have put out that I like supporting them because do unto others as you Want them to do for you, right? So, it's having that mentality of the give and take, and if I want to be supported, I have to support too.
0: Nice. Well, and, and you mentioned even senior clients as mentors, and I do all my coaching in in a group setting, typically, and the majority of that work. It, and and in every group, I learn I learn all kinds of stuff from from my yeah. clients. So it's 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 one of those things. Wait, I'm the coach. Why am I? <laughs> but yet. Yeah. It's really, it really is empowering to, to the value. Well, it's you know Pauline Hill's value, of the mastermind, right? Which makes, yeah. I think, makes group coaching even more powerful than individual coaching. I agree. So many people, in, there's so many minds in the room, um, and you get that power of the mastermind, and so huge benefits in there. Now, this one might not apply to you because obviously you've pushed through so many different things. But what is it that that drives you daily? Like, what what is something you do? for your motivation to, to, to keep you going besides having to feed three babies, but or three kindergartners now, like they're
1: kindergartners.
0: That's so exciting.
1: Huge. I think what really keeps me going is knowing that I, I have a calling that I have something, a higher purpose that it's not, I remember once uh, listening in on a sermon and uh, this pastor said. You're not here to live a little dog's life, you know, to to eat, eat a little food, take a little nap, go to the bathroom and rinse, repeat. (laughs) Like this is not where you're, while you're, why you are here for. And so many times we're tempted to just do that and, and, and see if we are happy that way, which I would argue we are not. (laughs) And that's because there is something else. There is a higher calling, right? There is something else calling us to share a story to talk about you know our struggles because that can help somebody else and uh and it's just fascinating for me with having three kids born the same day to see how that is so clear how even people that are raised by the same people born the same day same age already have something in it that is different they already demonstrate these characteristics of their place in the world. And I know you you uh, know the Enneagram, and that's one of the, the tools that I have used a lot in my coaching that has been super helpful to me. And one of the imageries that I've read in a book on the Enneagram once was, let's imagine a dinner party. Where would you see yourself in this dinner party? Would you be the host? Would you be the cook? Would you be the entertainer or the jokester, you know, the one that... You, tells jokes and the life of the party, would you be more of, you know, the maintenance person or the one that's cleaning up or we we would all instantly kind of already know, Oh, this is not me. Even if you wouldn't know which one is you, <laughs> you would know, oh, I would not be the cook. That's for sure. And this is really how life is. And when you think, you know, body of Christ, there's room for one eye, there's room for the other eye, there's room for ear, and they can't compete like going back to the competition. Like that's really what, drives me forward is knowing that nobody else is like me and that's for a reason. So I need to figure that out and keep moving forward.
0: (laughs) I love that. Like you, you recognize that you have a voice and, and your purpose is to use that voice to empower others and lift them up, which is of course my same, my same purpose is built on, you know, Paul's admonition to encourage one another and build each other up. That's my driver for for my business and and what I want to do for entrepreneurs as well. So obviously you've touched on your faith a little bit. So would you mind sharing how, how your faith has been impacted by starting a business, by, by running a business, obviously both of us serve entrepreneurs and not necessarily Christians, but, but our faith is certainly a big part of of what we both do.
1: Yes, definitely. So for me, it's really what I grew up around, uh, Early years, my family was Catholic, and then my mom started following American ministers, and then converted to to, to being a Protestant. And it's been really what permeated my entire life, uh, being actively involved in church, even my career path with languages and becoming an interpreter. I still work as an interpreter for the courts here in Colorado. Um, It all started because of church. So it was like, it found me in a way because, you know, you know, English enough, just go start interpreting. And soon enough, I was 18 in front of like an audience of a thousand people plus more virtually interpreting for large meetings. (laughs) And it was just the way that it was. And so I knew from an early age that, there was that calling and there was that purpose and that mission that I had to fulfill. And I think having kids made me feel like I was derailing, like, what am I going to do now? You know, everything was so set and so easy until right now. And I think that's the very reason why I started a business was because everything was not as challenging as it was before, like continuing on on the path of the languages and what I'd been doing for 20 years, you know, with starting when I was in my teens, it was just safe. It's just what I know. Let's challenge, you know, let's challenge myself and do something different. But that will entail growth. Because if it is challenging, then it's different. I won't know. So it's kind of like I knew what I was getting myself into, but I didn't. (laughs) Like I knew I needed it, but I didn't expect it to be super hard. But now I understand that that's what shapes you. And that's what makes you grow. So yeah, it's been a huge driving force. And in a way, me moving away, not being so involved in church has at times uh, made me feel a little bit lost. Like I had this path that was set before me because of my mom. And now I decided that I'm going to venture off because I want to figure this out on my own. But in a way, it was a lot of what I've been doing in entrepreneurship has been confirming everything that I was brought up in you know like the calling idea (laughs) like you know you have something to share all of these things they haven't left me they're still there and at times you know growing up reading the bible both in english and both in portuguese at times just out of nowhere a scripture comes to mind that is very relevant (laughs) to what is uh happening so i know that the years that i spent studying the bible before having all the responsibilities that I have now, they were not wasted and they're still within me. And it's something that I, I carry and that I infuse in my content and what I do for sure.
0: Nice, that's so beautiful. <laughs> so let's talk about contribution. Obviously you understand the value of what we would call a tithe, but, but how has contribution been an important factor in, in your, your growth as an entrepreneur and in your business's growth?
1: yeah so that's something very interesting because i had a mentor tell me um that an important part of finding your purpose as an entrepreneur is finding a cause or finding something to contribute to 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 feel like you're actually making a difference because that has been one of my struggles to be honest as an entrepreneur was the finance finance piece because growing up in a pretty well-off family for me getting married was not about I'm going to marry this rich guy and or I'm going to move to America and everything's going to be beautiful. For me it was really breaking away from everything because I wanted to find my own path and money wasn't even something that I was even considering and I know because of my sheltered <laughs> sheltered reality it wasn't something that I was focusing on which is an important part of being an adult and being responsible. But as a business owner, you know, profit and sales it was a tough transition, especially coming from the ministry space where lots of it comes from contribution. It's not, hey, this is the price to come into the meeting type thing when you're an entrepreneur, you know. So it's it was a tough transition for me to even know how that would work. And so now I find myself contributing not only in helping other entrepreneurs just look like what I would say, uh, but also finding uh places that I can contribute to that I know are being, uh, th- that I know is being helpful, whether it be local organizations, or at times former clients that are in financial needs. Um, I'm always called to, to help in that sense, or um, family with kids that have disabilities, because one of my sons has a lung condition. So those are things that I feel drawn to because of my reality of, you know, being a mom. But I think my contributions have been mostly in in these aspects.
0: Nice, and of course, as a as part of your purpose, right? Of recognizing that you have a story to tell, and your story is one that can serve other people and and can help them. That having your contribution be a part of that story, mm-hmm. um, I think just expands that circulation, right? The yeah, the, the faith. I think it. It grows our faith. I think it grows our connection to, wow. to God because we're we're fulfilling His purpose here on Earth yeah. <laughs> through, through our work, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty exciting. So, so if you were to to tell entrepreneurs how to how to find their purpose, what what obviously you you felt pretty strongly and they had a pretty tight connection to your purpose, but but many don't and, mm-hmm. and they feel lost. What? What would you say to uh, encourage them to discover their purpose?
1: Yeah. So I think one of the things that has helped me a lot as an entrepreneur has been the Enneagram, but really focusing on understanding myself and why I do the things I do. Because oftentimes we look at others to kind of compare, obviously, and say, I'm too i don't know loud or i'm too shy and this other why can't i be more like this person and instead of spending so much energy doing that understanding first your main characteristics and why that is and understanding that what you're seeing as a weakness is actually a strength you're just not really seeing it that way. You're choosing not to see it that way. And that's where I think the Enneagram has been super helpful to me into saying, you know, to understanding that it's not that I'm broken, that I need so much attention, you know, that I have an attention need. Somebody said to me that the other day, it's okay, Marta, you have an attention need. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to use this. It's really Absolutely. It's okay. There's a purpose behind this because if a person that does not have an attention need was shoved on a stage, what would happen? they would just you know pee themselves and cry that's i mean i still get nervous too but you know what i mean like that that's a thing there there is a place for everyone so the the way that you are is not bad and it's not wrong you're just not fully understanding it and instead either trying to change who you are or trying to make people understand you but they can't until you do it yourself so not only focusing on understanding right now, but seeing where that started manifesting and going back to my kids being so young, I already see certain things in them, like certain stubbornness or the need to figure things out and the asking of questions. Like there's little nuances as- aside from them being five and t- <laughs> <laughs> that are normal for kids. Like you can notice there are specific traits that are already very present And once you start digging into these things about yourself, you'll start remembering episodes. Oh, I remember that one time in school, or I remember that one time with my brother or sister, whatever it is. And you're going to start realizing I've been like this for a long time. This didn't start last year. You know, it's a thing and it's okay that it's a thing. Now, what do I do with it?
0: (laughs) Right. Well, recognizing, right. Changing your perspective on your story is so powerful, right? Because, Especially for some of those characteristics that our culture has, you know, or, or school or your parents labeled yeah. as negative, yeah. and then and then you've you've held those back or you've covered them up or, or you know, you felt like those were those were bad things mm-hmm. that affected your self esteem and your self image. To be able to change that story is so powerful and recognize, no, this is how I was built, mm-hmm. but I was built for this, yeah. <laughs> and then being able to to label that change your story you know obviously you can't change your past but yeah. you can change how you think about your past yes, and you, you can change how your past impacts your future but recognizing that these were all stepping stones to empower me for for who i'm supposed to be and what i'm supposed to do in the world and and now look at look at what i can do right mm-hmm. look at look at what's possible based on those things so that's exactly. that's really exciting to look back and discover you know discover how your identity is built, right? Discover your personality and the connection to your identity and just being able to empower that. That's, that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. So last thing, just, uh, if, if there's a new entrepreneur listening or, or young entrepreneur listening, what, what, what would mark this words of wisdom?
1: Well, I think it really goes back to what we said in the beginning, allow yourself to make mistakes, understand that that's part of the journey. Um, And even, you know, going back to the imagery of having small kids, you don't reprimand a child when they're trying to walk, right, if they fall. And now my kids complain when they make mistakes. But in that stage, at least, (laughs) they don't get mad at themselves necessarily, you know, for not for falling, they just keep going. And this is really a metaphor for life and a metaphor for entrepreneurship is that the true entrepreneur, they don't stop. The true entrepreneur is driven and they understand that roadblocks don't mean stop. It, it just means change the direction, slow down or pick it up. Uh, it's it's just uh, feedback, right? It's just insight. It's not the end of the road.
0: And she's going... Motion, motion is powerful. It yeah. is, it really is. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I learned so much, and I know that my audience is going to appreciate hearing from you. And so I keep so excited about your story and the growth over this last year, and I just can't wait to see what that what that stage of. 10,000, 20,000 people is going to look like when Martha's (laughs) got a whole group of people up on stage. I
1: know. Well, you're prophesying It's going to happen. Thank you so much, Robert. It's been great being connected with you for the last year.
0: (laughs) Absolutely.